Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you missed it earlier tonight, Pelicans win! Pels win. First game after the 80 trade request news. They go to Houston and they beat the Rockets. Drew Holiday, fantastic today. Let's see if I can find Drew's line before we get to our um, pick six. But he became one of only 17 guards to go 17-plus points, six-plus rebounds, assists, and blocks all in the same game. Again, one of only 17 players in league history to do that. He was fantastic today. Uh, 19 points he finished with eight assists, six rebounds, and six blocks. And boy, was he the glue that just frustrated James Harden into an 11 of 32 shooting performance, 6 of 18 from 3. Harden got his 37 points, but really not efficient with his scoring output today. Is one of the reasons why the Pelicans were able to stun the Rockets with four of their starters sitting on the bench with injuries, not even suited up. All right, so it's our final pick six of the year, like we told you. Every week we've picked six games against the spread in football. College and pro, but of course, college is over. So now we focus on the Super Bowl, and we've got a couple of picks here, a couple of prop bets as well. And here's the situation, Tim Zimmer. Come on in here. I get to fade you, and there's no doubt I'm in desperation mode here. This is not the position that I thought I'd be in. Now, we're all over 500, which is good. You're way over 500, but we, we can't win. Yeah, what's that? What's that? 58%. Yes. Well, here's what we do. We, we count win totals. This is like our team draft challenge in our prep football coverage. So we only count wins in this one. That's how I've decided the rules are since that's how I'm going to win this thing. So we only, we only count wins. And you have 59. Logan has 57. And I have 56. Tim's actually 59 and 42, way ahead percentage-wise. A Logan, 57 and 52. I'm 56 and 53. Here's the thing. I'm in desperation mode. I have to fade you. There's probably going to be some picks that I make here that aren't going to be good ones just because I'm trying to play catch-up. So what say you? Are you calling your shot here, Tim? Are you going to wrap this thing up? I mean, I may not even have to put my picks online. I may have to put them online and sell them because 58%, I mean, that's like <laughs> professional gambling I mean, right that's, there. That's pretty good. 59 and 42. Yeah, you can make a living doing that. All right, fire up the music here. It's our final pick six, six picks against the spread. We will get Logan's, and he'll be part of this. He's got a chance to win also, but all right, Tim, I'm fading you here, and you know I am, so what you got? All right, the first game, obviously, it's a Super Bowl, so Patriots minus two and a half versus the Rams. I think this is an easy one. I I sound like a very novice better here when I say this, but I think the give me the Patriots. I don't care what the spread is. I think the Patriots win, but this is the crazy thing: the the most this this is the most money that's gone on a team since the Cowboys Saints game. We all know what happened there. Everyone went on the Saints, and the Cowboys won. That since then there hasn't been this amount of money on one team since that event. So it sounds like the Rams may win this. Just if this if you know history holds. Hey, well I will take the Rams getting plus two and a half. I hope the Rams lose. I'm on record here. I'm not rooting for the Patriots. Just I don't want a a false champion here. So maybe the Patriots win by a point and I cover or something like that. So that's an easy fade. I like that one. That one doesn't even bother me. All right, what's next? 
All right, we have the over-under in this game. It's set at 56.5. Last year, the over went up. Was The over was easy. Uh, this year, I'm going to go with the under. I think the under is – I think it's 24-17 kind of game. I, I don't see that many points being scored just because I think the defenses are going to be pretty good in this game. So give me – Give me the under 56 and a half. You can agree Boy, with me. I know. I, I just don't think the over is hitting here. I just don't see it. But we saw what happened last year's Super Bowl, that high-scoring affair. I'll take the over. This is – I don't like this pick. I would be on the under. But, again, i got to make up ground. So I'll take the over here. All right, the third one. I think we're going to have one more for, before the break. Uh, the longest touchdown pass or, or yardage in, the, in this game, so the longest touchdown play – 50, 50, I'm sorry, 46 and a half. I'm going to go over. I think there's going to be a big play either from James White or Brandon Cooks. I just think that there's going to be a 50-yard-plus play touchdown in this game, so give me the over. That's a good line, and this doesn't necessarily count offense. This includes returns and everything or interception returns. As long as it's, a, it's more than 46 I'm just going to keep fading you here. I'm going to go under. I'm just going to keep fading. I'm going to go under. This gives me a chance. Maybe I you know, get two of these right. And now I'm two and one, and now I only got two games to make up going into the back half of this. There's one of these where there's no way I'm fading you if you take one side of the ones coming up. So well, I, I feel like I'm giving you one coming up. So okay. Oh, oh, I think I know which one you're going to talk about here. All right, it's Seth Dunlap and Tim Zimmer, the last lap on WWL. Uh, where we'll continue our pick six, and coming up, we've got sports libs and also our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll at WWL.com. Should the NBA issue major tampering fines to Anthony Davis, his agent in the Lakers, issued AD a $50,000 fine. What about the Lakers and his agent? I'm checking out some of the memes on Twitter for the, the Rockets somehow losing to this iteration of the Pelicans. No AD, no Julius Randle, no Etwan um, Moore, no uh, – who else did I miss in here? Nikola Miritich and Alfred Payton. There you go. Yeah, starting lineup, Hill, Miller, Okafor, Holiday, and Frank Jackson. Some of the memes are pretty on point going around Twitter right now. I think tomorrow they're going to get a fan out of the stands and give them a six-man six jersey. Hey, they might as well at this point. No, this is when all the starters come back. Is like, oh, wait, wait, these guys are winning? They're making us look pretty bad. Like that, that group just went to Houston and won? Oh, maybe Alvin Gentry should just continue coaching this team, but not with some of the other guys. All right, back to pick six here. Again, Tim's got a lead. I'm fading him on most of these. There's one where I don't know where he's going, but there's no way I'm fading him on one of these if we get to that point. So, Tim, what's next? I need to turn my mic on. Uh, the fourth one, Tom Brady's passing yards. The over-under is at 300 and a half. I like a lot of Dinkin and Duncan to James White. I like a lot of uh, Rex Burkhead catching the ball out in this game. And I just think that the Patriots are not going to be able to run the ball straight ahead against – Adamican Sue against Aaron Donald. So I like Tom Brady to throw the ball a lot in this game to move the football. Kind of like what they did uh against the I think was it against the Chargers? Yeah. And um so give me Tom Brady over. Yeah. That wasn't the one I was thinking. I just Tom Brady in these moments goes berserk. I don't think there's any way he throws for under three hundred, but you, you know if we both get this right, then neither of us lose. No, I, I do understand that, but here's the thing. I don't think I'm gonna hit on so if I fade, if we have, I t that means I, here's the problem. There's one of the final two where I'm on one side and I'm not coming off one side of the final two. And I hope you're on the other side of it. Um, you know what? I'll risk it. I'm going to go Tom Brady over here. Tom Brady over 
what do you have, 400 and some yards last year in the Super Bowl and against Atlanta it was 400 plus? Like This is just Tom Tom Brady's going off in this game. Does anybody think Tom Brady's not going off? Well, the game script is just that either the Patriots – if the Patriots are playing from behind in this game, then Tom Brady's going to get it. If the Patriots can't run the football with Sony Michelle, Tom Brady's probably still going to get it because he's going to throw it to his running backs. And that's – how do you stop a pass rush? You throw a quick pass. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like We've stayed away from analyzing this game because you know we're all boycotting it down here. But let's be honest. With what – Los Angeles has done against the run, against Dallas, and against New Orleans. You know, Bill Belichick, who's the best game planner probably in NFL history, he's going to throw it all the time, like you said, because he's not going to run into that brick wall. Like he's going to run, obviously, but he's not going to consistently run it, you know, on first down, second down, third down into a wall, a la, you know, Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer in Seattle. And no way. Before the Chiefs game last or two weeks ago, I guess, uh, Sony Michelle. Didn't have over 50 yards rushing until then. It was only until only, – the only time he did was in Foxborough. So, mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle usually doesn't run very yeah. well on the road. All right. I'm on the same side as you there. Next. Uh, question number five. Brandon Cooks receiving yards. His over-under is at 70 and a half. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be the guy that Belichick locks down on. I We saw that against Detroit. And who does Detroit have as their head coach? Matt Patricia, a former uh, Patriots head or defensive coordinator. I like. I think Robert Woods is probably going to have his here, but I think Cooks is the guy they take away. So give me the un- under in seventy and a half. Yeah, I think it's pretty uh, pretty safe bet. But again, I got to fade you here. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities here that Cooks catches a long ball, gets away from the defense, or maybe even a short little screen pass to the outside. Then he's off to the races here. So I'll take the over. I like your side better here, like I do on most of these. But I got to make up some ground. So I'm fading you. Brandon Cooks over 70 and a half. All right. We get to this one, and there's no way. I, I put my answer here because I figured it was a gimme. <laughs> okay. And I felt bad because I wanted y'all to catch me. Okay. So the final one is, will there be a special teams or defensive touchdown? And honestly, these are just luck. These are like luckier than a coin flip. Yes. So I'm going to say yes. I think there will okay. be. I think somehow this the Super Bowls are weird. And there will be there be like an inner pick six or like Cordell Patterson. He runs it back on a yeah, punt return or something. Yeah. Or like, let's say the Rams, they have a pretty good punt returner as well. Let's say something happens with him. So give me yes. I'm just guessing here. I figured it's a gimme. Yeah, well, thank you for that one because I'm definitely on no. If I'm going a coin flip here on whether there's going to be a defensive or special teams touchdown, I'm on no. So here's the situation. We are both on Tom Brady on the over 300 passing yards. So I have faded you on the other five against my better judgment pretty much on at least four of the five. Maybe not the Rams pick at plus two and a half. I might have actually taken the Rams there at plus two and a half. But I have to I have to uh, go five of six. Well, I need to – out of the five that we, I've faded you on, I've got to hit on four of those. You have to go four out of five. Yes, I have to go four out of five on the ones And that's I've not including what Logan on. does. Oh, that's true. And Logan's Logan, probably Logan listening. will not see the results or the picks when here's I give the, him a sheet. Here's the, Logan's in a tough spot because he can't fade you and me both. So he has to thread a needle here. He might be in the toughest actual spot because, like, I'm just I'm just throwing up a Hail Mary and hoping somebody comes down with it. Logan has to throw the Hail Mary and hope that somebody comes down with it. But then, you you know, he misses the extra point or something. I don't know. Like I said, like 70, almost 80% of the money is coming in on the Patriots. And the last time that happened was when the Cowboys-Saints game happened and all the money was coming on the Saints, mm-hmm. and we know what happened there. So if that's how you're looking at the game, you think that all the money's going on one team, you bet the opposite, then I would go Rams. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, that's our pick six. We'll find out what happens next week. We will certainly do some stuff around college basketball as 
LSU's season continues. Really one of the more fun college basketball seasons we've seen in a while. Here's a text from the 504. Why are us fans boycotting the Super Bowl with fervor when Saints players drew breezes at the game? I feel slighted. Um, well, because to be honest, we make more of a difference, we make more of a difference here ratings wise than Drew does. I'm just being on. I'm just being honest here. Oh, Tim, come in here with this. I didn't know this. So you're breaking news to me. I guess I didn't see this. You're saying Michael Thomas did what? Yeah, Michael Thomas posted a video on Twitter today. Um, he just threw away his Super Bowl tickets in the city of New Orleans somewhere. Just randomly threw them away. He took a video of, of a garbage can. I don't know where it was because obviously there's no street signs. So there is probably two tickets worth, boy, $8,000 sitting in a garbage can somewhere in it's New a, Orleans. It's a, I don't know if it's in the actual city of New Orleans. It's in the you know greater New Orleans area. Mm -hmm. But there's a garbage can on a corner. And he had two tickets. He took a video of it. Didn't really show anything else outside the garbage can and the tickets. So there's no area you could you can't see anything in the background. There's no clues in this video. Yeah, there's zero clues. And he goes, "Don't care about the game." And he threw the tickets away. Well, okay. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. And by the way, just to answer your question, because if you boycott, if we boycott here and television ratings go way down, they're gonna pay attention. Like this is the top market in the NFL for television ratings. So if the city in mass doesn't watch and the ratings are really low, of course they're gonna pay attention. Might not make a huge difference. It'll make some. Now here's what I want to do. We're gonna play sports libs coming up but also i haven't seen this video so i'm going to spend the, the three minutes or so during this next uh, break i'm going to go through that video with a fine tooth comb and see if we can come up with any hints on where these tickets may be and then i don't uh I, i'm not advocating any dumpster diving or garbage can diving out there but it, we'll have it fun is a with plastic this. garbage can okay well there you go all right, 504 260 Text line is 870-870. Back with Swartz Libs and apparently an investigation into Michael Thomas's now garbage Super Bowl tickets coming up. So, Tim, you're right. We've watched the Michael Thomas video. It's just a boomerang. With, you said it, the, the UPC here, the barcode, is completely visible, so that's a big no-no anyway. So these have probably already gotten burned. They probably already counterfeited these tickets. But I will say, you know my guess here? Nobody knows where Michael Thomas uh, lives. Certainly, you shouldn't. It's a safety thing there. But you know what I probably think this is? It's probably just set his garbage can in his house. So you know who, who might have a chance to grab these tickets? The garbage men or women who come by and scoop up his garbage later this week. Take a peek in his can. You might find yourself with tickets that are selling, I believe these are above $3,000 a pop, where they're sitting, section 300-something. Just imagine all the trouble you have to go to through, I guess, if you do get those tickets. I mean, you have to find a hotel room now. You got to travel. No, to here's what you do. Here's what you do. You just put them online and you sell them. Heck, sell them for half of resale value. I mean, you could do that too. I'm just trying to be an entrepreneur here. I am not advocating in a citywide dumpster dive thing at all. Don't at me, people. Nor am I advocating for doxing uh, Michael Thomas. And finding out where he lives, because that's probably that's <laughs> probably in his garbage can. And heck, knowing how goofy Michael Thomas can be, it might have just been a video. He may even have the tickets still and was just doing this for, you know, social media. These are all possibilities. But I would say, if you know, if you know sewer and water board uh, sewer sewage and water board employees, the garbage men or women who might be going around the city later this week, just tell them, hey, you know, peek in any gray garbage can that you might see out there before you dump it because you might find a nice surprise right kind of looks like a city garbage can though it doesn't look it like does. a personal you're one. right now that i'm looking at it because it's got the open side 
He probably was at a park or something. Burnt money is how he labeled that. It looks like it was a snap, right, that he also put on Twitter. 211,000 times that's been viewed. Okay, here's the only hint on where this might be is the crack in the ground. So there's a crack. Oh, wait, it's New Orleans. Never mind. There's cracks everywhere on the sidewalk. But there's a crack. We see his shoes. We see a gray garbage can. <laughs> that's all we see. No hints here. It's probably a good idea, uh, Michael Thomas. At Cantguard Mike on Twitter if you want to view that video. I also retweeted it. Go ahead and retweet it with the WWL account, at WWLAMFM. I'm at Seth Dunlap. Okay, uh, Michael Thomas and tickets in the garbage can, Super Bowl tickets notwithstanding. Time to play a little sports libs. We do this every night. It's like Mad Libs, sports style. Tim's got some topics. He's got some blanks. I'm going to fill in those blanks. Tim, what you got tonight? All right, I have four questions tonight. The first one is, as of today, blank will be – Blank will land the number one pick of the NBA draft. Whatever franchise that Adam Silver wants to award the number one pick to. I am so jaded right now. I I actually don't believe in these conspiracy theories for the most part, uh, except for the rigging of the NBA lottery, because there are just way too many coincidences. If you go back in the 30-year history of this, in the teams that are getting awarded these first – the number one overall picks like the year LeBron comes out it's Cleveland the year that Tom Benson buys the Pelicans it's it's the Pelicans getting the first the number one overall pick like these I understand that they have the most ping pong balls in the things but the I'm, I play way too much poker I'm too much of a probability guy these don't happen these these coincidences don't happen that often would you raise a brow if the Lakers land the first <laughs> well, overall come pick. On. Well, they would have to – do they have uh, – I mean, if they – I think they have a lottery pick if they don't make the playoffs. Right. right. Well, that's what I mean. Do you think they're not making the playoffs? If they don't make the playoff for some reason and they land the number one overall pick. I mean, I think you got to – Can you imagine the, uh, the NBA fan base, every city outside of Los Angeles would start burning stuff down. If Los Angeles – if they finished – with the you know a cu- literally a couple of ping pong balls in that thing, and it comes up L.A. They're the luckiest team alive. There's something. Yeah, wh- whoever. That's my answer. Whoever Adam Silver decides uh, deserves it. I have no idea. I guess it might. It's probably going to be Phoenix, right? Phoenix has the best odds of as of now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Knicks. I think the Knicks, if they land the number one pick, that would be a great landing spot for AD because the Knicks would love to have Anthony Davis, and the NBA would love to have them him as well. There you go. The Knicks' worst record in the East. Uh, question number two: If the Pelicans land the number one overall pick, it will be it will be well, it will have a blank effect on Anthony Davis's trade destinations. None. That ship has sailed. Unfortunately, I'd like to say the only. I, 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 am I supposed to come up with alternate theories here on how Anthony Davis stays? Okay, if the Pelicans miraculously, and I don't think this is going to happen, miraculously go on a, a run here the last few months of the season like they did last year. Get up into the playoffs, but not just into the playoffs, like the the fourth, fifth, sixth seed, win a playoff series, maybe even two, and then you I have this cap space coming off the books, and Jalil Okafor is playing like uh, he deserved that uh, first round uh, high pick designation a few years ago. I don't know, maybe. I think it would help their their chances of or their trade talks a lot 
if they do get the number one pick because then you wouldn't have you wouldn't have that asking price. Well, we have AD. We'll give you the number one overall pick. If you already have the number one overall pick and you have AD, I mean that's just more assets you can get for AD outside of the number one pick because you'll you'll have Zion or you'll have the other guy at Duke. So you're saying if the Pelicans just tank, regardless of their win tonight, like shut AD down, trade Nico, trade Julius Randle, trade everything you can trade, and somehow miraculously they get that number one overall pick, which Again, maybe Adam Silver in his kingmaking is like, okay, Gail Benson, welcome to the NBA. Sorry you lost AD. Here's the number one overall pick. I guess maybe I could see it. I mean, I think. Well, I I couldn't see him staying. I could see, I could see the conspiracy theories and the gears twisting in our heads here. I am so, I am so jaded this last two weeks to everything professional sports. Question number three: The most improved player on the Saints roster this season was blank. It's got to be Jalil. No, right? I'm sorry. The Saints roster. Oh, Saints roster. Most improved. Uh, PJ. PJ Williams before and after after the Eli Apple trade. He wasn't perfect, but I thought he was so much better on uh, playing nickel than he was on the outside. Like He just was. Like That's a player that I think is going to have himself a fairly decent NFL career when I thought, to be frank, he might not be in the league very much longer. So either that or Ryan Ramchek, who was already good last year, but Pro Football Focus rated him the top right tackle in the league this year. So again, Ramchek was good last year, but he was exceptional this year. Best in the league, good. Uh, All pro, by the way. No Pro Bowl, but all pro. That shows you how funky the uh, Pro Bowl voting is. So I would go either Ramchek or P.J. Williams. All right, fine. Who would you go there? I'm, I'm curious. Maybe Sheldon Rankins. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, Sheldon. Yeah. Until he tore his Achilles, of course. But mm-hmm. you know, that that's how it goes. Uh, question number four: There are twelve tournaments until the Masters in April. Tiger Woods will win blank many of those events. I think he's going to win one. I think this is a rebound year for Tiger. I've never said that. Lots of people have the past handful of years. I have a sneaking suspicion here with how relatively quiet he's being, how focused he seems, that he feels really good about this coming year. I think we're going to see Tiger win multiple tournaments. Look, at predicting he's going to win a major, thats you can't predict anybody wins a major, except unless Tiger in his prime. And it was almost like you pick him against the field. But, yeah, I think he's going to win multiple tournaments this year. I, I really do. I don't think he wins any until the Masters, but I can see him winning one afterwards. I think that he'll definitely be in contention for a major, though. I don't Can you imagine he... Tiger winning another um, jacket? It would be crazy. I'm I mean... not saying. I'm not saying. Do you believe it's going to happen? I'm just imagine if Tiger somehow wins the Masters again this year. Did you see the crowd in the last? Uh, I think it was the, the yeah. championship, the PGA championship. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's, if, it's, if that happens at the Masters. I don't. It'll. It'll. The, people lose their mind. I am all about people losing their mind with Tiger Woods on the golf course. It's like Serena in tennis, right? It's just the, the sport is better with those people, even though they're aging and you know probably past their prime, but still, at least Serena, she's still very good. Tiger, I still believe he's a very good golfer. I don't think he's the best in the world or anything close to it anymore, but I expect him to compete in multiple tournaments. Here's a text from the 504. Why are us fans boycotting the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, I already read that one. Third one, Saints players and Drew Brees is at the game. There you go. Well, Michael Thomas will be boycotting with you that's sports libs we're going to come back rack up wrap up the show we've got some sound from media day here at the super bowl not completely boycotting it we'll grab something 
And a final update on our opinion poll. One more chance for you to vote at WWL.com or the Radio.com app. Should the NBA issue major tampering fines to Anthony Davis, his agent Rich Paul, and the Lakers? Cast your vote there. Final update coming next here on The Last Lap. I was talking about Glass. Remember that movie yesterday I was telling you about, Tim? That's the new M. Night Shyamalan one. I'm actually going to finally see it tomorrow. Still the number one movie in America. The, the dichotomy between the IMDb ratings and the Rotten Tomato ratings and how fans are viewing it at the box office is, is pretty um, pretty wide gap there. I'm really excited to see it. And I say I'm going to be able to watch it because, just a programming update, tomorrow night we actually don't have a show. LSU basketball will be playing. They're going to take on Texas A&M with pregame coverage starting at 7.30, tip-off at 8 p.m. here. On the home of the Saints and LSU WWL. Now, before that, on Sports Talk with uh, Christian Garrick and special guest Zach Streep and Deuce McAllister, they'll be live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino, QB to QB, tomorrow night, as always, on Wednesday at 6.40 p.m. And they'll talk about Sean Payton. What did he have to say in his season-ending press conference? And what if the black and gold were getting ready for the Super Bowl? We'll play a little what if there. That what if kind of depresses me. Because I would be in Atlanta right now. I would have been in Atlanta all week. And you wouldn't have to see my ugly mug here, Tim. You would have been having a blast here in studio. I was actually going to go to Atlanta if we would have won as well. Wait, is that you would have been with me there? I would have made it the weekend. Uh, this weekend I would have gone. Oh, okay. Just to kind of hang out and catch it all and see the sights and well, be hopefully, you know, I was hoping maybe WWL would put a credential in. You know, that would be my only way of getting in. I don't control credentials, so I'm going to have no comments on that one. We had, I wonder if I could tell this story without getting anybody in trouble. Um, I probably can't, so I got to be very vague here. Did you hear about the, um, at some point this season, the credential problems that we ran into? I didn't go to any of the games. I was mostly in Baton Rouge for the weekend, so I know. So this isn't, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here or blast anybody, so everybody's going to remain anonymous, but I think this is pretty funny. So at, at one point this year, and it was, it was a very big game. Steve Kord, who hosts, <laughs> who hosts uh, Fans First Take with me, and I, we're going into the Superdome. We, we think we got our credentials and our part. You know, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Jordan Fiegel's there, too. Jordan, who uh, produces in the morning on Tommy's show, and he helps up in the booth during uh, the Saints game. Uh, we get there, and there was, uh, there was a mix-up with the credentials. Uh, nobody's uh, fault. Um, not blaming anybody. It was just very funny looking back. So we get in, and the parking lady, she like looks at the ticket that we have, the parking pass, and she goes, uh, sir, that was for last week. And then I look down at my credential, and it has the same game number on it. And then I call Steve Court, and Court, and I was like, Steve, what does it say on your parking pass and your credential? <laughs> and Court goes, uh, it says game X. And yeah, I'm not getting in. And then Jordan calls, and we all like basically are calling and texting each other, freaking out, going, "We're not going to be able to get into this game. We are going to get we're going to get fired. We're going to get fired from our jobs because we're not going to be able to get into the Superdome." Actually, triple triple checked every time I went to the LSU games this year. I triple checked the color of the game because it's color coordinated. Mm -hmm. Whether that game was the right game because I didn't want to drive the Baton Rouge and then have to drive yeah. all the way back to New Orleans because I had the wrong credential. Yeah, so it's I should have done that. Then well, you know, we all should have. Steve and Jordan and I should. We should all have done that. Now, the happy ending to the story is the the people who work at the Superdome, the people who work with the Saints, they were fantastic. They ended up getting us passes and tickets right there, and we were able to get in 
do our duties duties and cover the game. That's going to do it for our show. Just a final update on the Blue Runner Foods opinion poll. Should the NBA be issuing tampering fines to AD as agent in the Lakers? 84% of you are saying yes. Thanks to Tim Zimmer behind the glass tonight, our show producer. Thanks to Diane Newman, our program director, and Tom Manessis, our assistant program director. Thanks to our guests, Mason Ginsburg, Carter Bryant, and Ralph Michaels. If you missed any of the show, I really mean this, get the entirety of the last lap every day via podcast, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com app, or WWL.com. I'm Seth Dunlap. We'll be back on Thursday, LSU basketball tomorrow. I'll hand it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. And as always, we leave you with our moment of zen. Here's a little media days out in the Super Bowl. It's Deshaun Watson talking about his future. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.